Yes, hello. Hello, and welcome back to Real Horror Show. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm joined, as always, by the Stormies, guys. I'm not even going to say what day of quarantine it is because I'm, like, a week behind in putting out podcast episodes, so let's just say, um, I fucking hate everybody, and I hope Trumpers all catch the coronavirus and we emerge from this a smarter population. Quarantine day 42. (laughs) Hot damn. Like, I... I get it to an extent, but just ignoring science, that's when I stop getting it and just get yeah. really angry. Um, yes, I miss I miss my friends. Uh, we were joking about playing a game of uh, car hide-and-go-seek this weekend, which, you know, actually might not be a terrible idea. That might actually oh, be really yeah. fun. So. I was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, oh, wait, no, I get it. That's kind of, that is fun. But be careful. That was like a... Since I didn't get my driver's license until senior year of high school and didn't really have, well, I had friends, but no one I'd hang out with after school, it's like a high school rite of passage yeah. I never got. So for those of you who don't know, car hide and go seek is just when you are in your car and go hide somewhere and then your friends are also in their car and they go find you. It's just like hide and seek. Do they like beep if they find you? Probably. <laughs> like beep beep. Probably. And um, yeah. I feel like ideally... You should have another person in your car, so if you have a roommate or someone you've already been exposed to for the past 50-some days, they should be your passenger. So in your group chat, you can be like, okay, so-and-so is it now. (laughs) 50 days. (laughs) True. I mean, here in Virginia, unless these protesters (laughs) fucked it up for us, uh, non-essential businesses were going to be allowed to reopen May 8th, so... Like, three weeks from now. Three fucking weeks. They were yeah. going to be allowed to reopen right. with the 10-person limit. And then stay-at-home ends June 10th. But because of these stay-at-home protests today, I'm expecting in two weeks our numbers are going to increase again and we're going to get an extension on our stay-at-home. So thanks a lot, fucking Trumpers. I don't want to get political, but I'm starting to get really agitated with all the idiocy going. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. And I feel like the movie we're watching this week is a really good way to discuss, you know, um, economics and shit. Yeah, economics, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of, this week we're watching, this week we watched The Platform, a Spanish Spanish science fiction horror thriller film directed by, um, I'll just insert his name here. And released in 2019, the film is set in a large tower-style vertical self-management center where residents who are periodically switched at random between its many floors are fed by a platform initially filled with food that gradually descends through the levels. It is a system bound to cause conflict as the residents at the top levels can eat as much as they can, leaving increasingly little for those below. Uh, The film premiered at the 2019 Toronto International Film Festival, where it won the People's Choice Award for Midnight Madness. At TIFF, the film also secured a worldwide streaming deal with Netflix. It was released on the streaming service on March 20th, 2020. Wow, just in time for quarantine. Yeah, dude. (laughs) So uh, I may have rigged the random selection because I watched this as a movie night with my friends through Netflix watch party. 
And it was like, oh, this is that existential shit we really love on the podcast, so let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. This was a great movie, and I really, really liked it. I liked it a lot. It had everything. It had existentialism. It had a Don Quixote references. It had a dude butt. Yeah, dude butt. Uh, some boobs. Some boobs. It had some boobs. Yeah, a little bit. Of, a little bit of that. Yeah. What What were your initial impressions of the movie? Um, I I like movies that kind of that are able to start out with uh, us really asking a lot of questions like who is this character how did he get here why is he here and why is this happening and i love that uh movies that can transition those questions and give us answers as we're watching so we're never confused this Mm -hmm. uh this movie was able to just it didn't leave any uh loose ends and i really liked that so that i was worried that it I, I wasn't sure what I was going to expect. I went in pretty blind. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I hadn't heard anything about this movie, and I really don't think I've heard anything about it. Still understandable because things have gone to shit, and we're not really talking a lot about new movie releases because we're all focused on movies in the theaters that keep getting pushed back, which. God, I hope we're back in the movie theaters by October. Seriously, if only just so you can go to see the new horror movies. <laughs> well, I mean, Halloween Kills comes out October 16th, 21st. One of those two days. Nice. So, like, we gotta we gotta go see that. That's our Halloween special. Yeah, it is. You try to go at the like on the same day at the same time although we're in different states i think that'd be fun that would be so fun um yeah dude so anyway getting into acting for the platform this is Mm -hmm. in fact a spanish language movie and i'm assuming you watched it in spanish absolutely okay because they also have um the dubbing options and we um thanks (laughs) <laughs> when we watched it as a group, we kind of experimented with those, and the English was yeah. all right, but ultimately, you know, the translated Yeah, because the English subtitles still translate exactly what they're saying in Spanish, so just yeah. watch it in Spanish to get the full depth of their performances. Yes. Plus, I, I, like, I like watching... Um, movies with uh you know subtitles yeah that's all good um i do that anyway with um english movies just because i'm deaf and sometimes i miss a word (laughs) yeah you miss you miss details in the dialogue if you don't have the subtitles on and i go through this like every season with the handmaid's tale and the facebook group i'm in they'll be like wait did she just say hannah's dead and I'm like, no, you fucking idiot. They're not just going to have a big plot detail like that in a single throwaway sentence. She said Hannah is 10. Turn on the subtitles. <laughs> is Hannah dead? Yeah, the main focus of the fucking show, they're just going to be like, Hannah's dead, and then that, that's it. That, that's the whole thing. 
Yeah, Hannah's dead. Anyway, carry on. What were we discussing before? <laughs> Basically. Oh, man. <laughs> Sometimes it's frustrating watching shows with people who don't, like, write. Yes. <laughs> like, not to be condescending or anything. Like, you yeah. don't even need to be a writer. You just need to have a basic grasp on storytelling. Right. Exactly. When your central focus... That would be like... I'll use Harry Potter since Harry Potter is a big example. That would be like a... Okay. Um, they killed Voldemort off camera and then just mentioned it and then went back to class immediately. <laughs> It'd be like everybody's kind of like gossiping a little bit. It's like, okay, well, what's going on? It's like, oh, Voldemort's dead. And it's like, anyway, everybody, like, turn turn your, <laughs> to page 30 in your textbook. Like, all right. Yeah. Just, just uh. a quick two-second line. But anyway, um, <laughs> Goring, he's our main <laughs> character, and he really had to carry this movie, and I thought he did a great job. I liked the, uh, what I really liked about this movie, and I'll get into it more, I don't know, with story, I guess. I'm a little hesitant, uh, hesitant to call this movie magical realism because that's primarily a Latin, Latin America writing genre, but since it is okay. Spanish, I'll kind of loosen up a bit because this movie really does fall into the realm of magical realism for me rather than just straight sci-fi. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> call it sci-fi at all, actually, you know? In my opinion, I didn't get that. It's, it's more magical than science-y. Like, with science fiction, I expect some sort of, like, scientific explanation for everything. But with this, you're just kind of thrown into it and you're just supposed to accept these magical elements. And that's a huge convention yes. of magical realism. And I'm all for yeah. more horror magical realism. Mm -hmm. it it worked so well that i didn't even like i didn't i didn't question anything that was happening like oh this is weird oh this is out of place oh this seems awkward and clunky no it it worked and they so i agree with what you just said it pretty much went hand in hand for this film yeah and i think goring our main character is a huge contributor for that because he clearly has an idea of what he's signing up for when he either signs up or is put into this program. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's confused by it at first, but he just is like, oh, okay, that's that then. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, he just kind of is getting, like, basic information. And uh, despite the circumstances, he's actually pretty likable because um, he makes, like, the most rational decisions based on, like, what information he has available to him. Sorry, fighting with a anime avatar, anime avatar on Twitter right now. It's okay, like, there was never a moment where he, like, did something and I was like, oh, no, why did you do that? Or, like, that was stupid. Or, like, why aren't you doing this? Like, nope, it worked out. His character development, it worked out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then, aside from Gorog, we, Goring, Goring, I'm sure I'm butchering his name. I apologize, everybody. It's all, uh, I forgot his name. He's just the man. <laughs> uh, there's the old man, uh, Trimagasi. I'm just going to open up Google Obviously, Translate. That man. <laughs> he was honestly my favorite part of this movie, other than his uh, third and final roommate. <laughs> yeah, I liked him old man 
Oh, his name is Hindi, apparently. Tremagasi. Um, Tremagasi is the old man who's his first roommate and kind of gives him the rundown of everything going on with the platform and the whole. Yeah. And I loved him so much. Kind of, it kind of bummed me out when he, like, kind of, kind of betrayed him in the end right before he died, but also... Ah, yeah, same. But I, I kind of got it, and I didn't feel bad when he died, but I liked him when he was alive, so it's all good. <laughs> Cutthroat, you know, in the pool slash prison slash whatever. I liked the ambiguity of, like, the, the they... Mm -hmm. You know, the administration, you know, whoever was, like, pulling the strings. Yeah, and... See, you say all your questions were answered, but I like the fact that all of mine weren't answered. Like, we never really got an explanation as to what the point of this experiment was. And... Uh, like, we, we don't, but, like, if we did, do you think it wouldn't be the answer that we were looking for? Probably you know what I mean, not. like for something like, you know, for something like this, it'd be like, oh, well, this is a prison where, like, you know, like we just put put people who are criminals, and I'd be like, oh, well, okay, so yeah. it's just a prison. I feel like it's, I'm kind of glad that they didn't answer that question. There are other questions that, like, I'm glad they answered, like why why he was there, he signed up, why there's so much food because they all have their favorite foods written down, you know, why, yeah, other people, yeah. <laughs> but not the big question. I guess I kind of um, didn't get that answer either, for sure. God, this this anime profile picture is so sensitive. I called him a weeb because what? he yeah. said, uh, Sweden, you know, they're not lockdowning like we are, which we're not on lockdown, people. We're on stay-at-home orders. You can go to the fucking grocery store. You can go on fucking walks. Which I'm pretty sure if I looked at it, that's what Sweden's doing. And yes, I've seen that. I guess Sweden is still having in-class meetings, which is stupid. But we're not on fucking lockdown. <laughs> um, so I call I called him a weeb because he has an avatar. He has an anime avatar. And so he went onto yeah. our profile and found where I said, Hey, our episode's going to be late because I got sick over the weekend. I didn't. I didn't specify why I was sick. Weird. Yeah, you just said not Corona. Yeah, I. I had. I probably had food poisoning. That's. Yeah. That's how I got sick. It's just hard to. The symptoms for food poisoning and a stomach bug are, fucking identical. So I'll usually default uh, to stomach bug just because that's a little less gross. My God. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Twitter right now. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Uh, sidebar: We have to check our Twitter real quick because this is the only way we can communicate with the outside world. I see the person that you're feuding with. Is the feud happening on their profile or ours? Um, it's now happening on ours on that uh tweet I made. I just. <laughs> oh my God! They're they're really upset. <laughs> I shouldn't let people with fewer than 10 followers try and say shit to me. <laughs> God, nine followers. <laughs> but. What the fuck is this doing? 
And yes, I'm social distancing and I still got sick. So why is that an argument to end lockdown? Yeah. Like I've been saying from the beginning, since our first episode in quarantine, we're all probably going to get it. That's not a question. The question is, it's a matter of flattening the curve so our healthcare system doesn't get overwhelmed. Yes, exactly. That's that's like the bottom line. We're going to get sick anyway, right, people? Yeah. It's just a matter of how many freaking people get sick at one time and can get better. Because where do you go when you need to get better? The hospital. Yeah. So, like... There's like a maximum amount of like rooms and beds and equipment that can be used in a single hospital. And when there's not enough, then what happens? Want more. Die. <laughs> if you're unlucky. God, I just people don't get it. They don't get it. And I saw some probably child say they wanted Virginia to end lockdown because she wants to go to some anime convention in June that's down in Florida. And I'm like Honey, you're insane if you think that's going to still be happening come June, especially with all these reopen the state protests. But I digress. Let's get into story. All right, sweet. Keeping an eye on the Twitter here. I mean, I'm just not going to respond anymore because Where's the first Where's the first feud that happened? I'll, just, I'll send you Can you please send it? <laughs> I need to see how this was born. This person's, like, uh, responses to you are, like, not great either. They're not very good at arguing. They're probably one of your students. Ooh. I have a twink student. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, this person just has twink in there. Yeah, what the hell? I don't think any of my students even know what anime is, so I think we're safe. Uh, they just may not be just open about it, but... And anime's kind of hitting its stride again, so you'd be surprised. In the age of streaming, mm -hmm. everybody's all about that anime. I haven't found a new one that I like, so... Um, anyway, uh, story. So, these prisoners, I guess, are kept in a vertical prison that I'm just gonna say is below a culinary school. Yeah, that's, and that's what I've got to. <laughs> And um, every day, a platform of food is sent down this prison shaft, and prisoners can eat whatever they want. However, if you're on, like, a floor lower than 10, you're pretty much fucked because all the food has been stepped on and eaten and degraded. And that's it. That's, that's the story. Yeah. But it's, it's so, like deep though as you watch it because you can like identify with certain aspects certain things or you know metaphors for what's happening in real life and then there's also the ambiguous bay the administration yeah. the overseers people are put in there against their will or they volunteer but they don't quite know what's happening of yeah. course that's like a metaphor for like i guess anything you really do you know what i mean See, we when we were watching we joked that this movie was about trickle down economics and how they don't work. <laughs> yeah. Trickle down economic because apps of freaking lootly, dude. Because the people at the top are gonna keep their wealth, aka the food, and then there's gonna be less and less as you go down to the bottom, and pretty soon people are just gonna be looking at empty plates. 
Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? Um, even in the movie, they tried to, like, ration, and it still didn't work. There still wasn't enough, even though they skipped the first however many floors, yeah. you know? It's, um, yeah. And his second roommate, the woman with her dog, she formally worked for the administration, but she decided to go through this experiment for her for her own reasons. And she mm-hmm. kept trying to make plates of food for people and encourage the people below her to do the same, which her heart was in the right place. The only thing is you can't convince every single person to do that because people are inherently selfish. Well, exactly. Maybe we're not inherently selfish. Maybe maybe that's just my cynicism coming out. Um, should check our ratings. We probably got a one-star rating from that guy. <laughs> Sorry. ADD. Better um, not have. I'd be pissed. Well, that, that's why you need to stop arguing with people, because eventually I'm going to piss off someone with more followers than us, and they're just going to one-star bomb us, which would be such a horrible thing to do, but whatever. <laughs> we know we're a good podcast, and our five listeners know we're a good podcast. They know. They know. Um, we're great. And this person seems immature enough to do that. Anyway, um, where was I? Yeah. Right. You Are humans inherently selfish? Uh, that's something I've been trying to figure out since I started my career in academia with A Clockwork Orange is are we inherently programmed for good or bad, or is it something we can change? And I, th- I would like to think that with how humans developed throughout life, that yes. we are predisposed to a tribal mentality and want to help one another. But with things like Reaganism and trickle-down economics, we've been brainwashed into selfishness and don't want that, hence why the working class is so eager to return to work, even though they should realize they're just going to be making money for the ruling class who are sheltering at home with their family. This is speechless. <laughs> I made such a good point. She just can't speak. That's a, that's the end of the podcast. The end. Sorry, I was texting just like you were. Oh, sorry. But not on Twitter. <laughs> It's all good. Are there any other points you want to bring up regarding any of the characters' interactions in the story or anything like that? Um, The last man? Oh, yeah, the last man. Uh, I was going to wait to bring him up because he doesn't have a whole lot of character development because we meet him, like, right at the last maybe 20, 15 minutes, I feel. Um, but he does play a big role in the uh, final message of the movie, which is you got to send a message to the higher ups. In that message was the uh, pancata, panicata, panicata. But then, yeah. when they finally get to the bottom floor, one the woman thought that there were only um. 60 floors? 100 floors? She thought there were, like, 
maybe a hundred or two hundred, and then he thought there was two fifty, and then there ended up being three hundred thirty-three. Right. So another thing she said because there's a voiceless character who comes throughout the movie who's looking for her daughter. But or no, her son. But the woman's like, no, we don't let anyone. We don't let anyone under the age of sixteen into the program. However, when they finally reach the bottom floor, they find a 10-year-old girl hiding under the bed. Yeah. Why 333 floors? I don't know. I didn't really give a lot of... I didn't give a lot of thought to the significance. Um, Let me look that up on IMDb and you give your thoughts on uh, the final few minutes of the movie. Oh, yeah, I couldn't really figure out why it was 3.33, but, um, yeah, so the final, uh, part of the movie is pretty, like, it just works out well because they're protecting the last piece of food, so it's a panna cotta, it's just a dessert, and they finally get to the very last floor, um, and they find the child, and I'm shocked that this child is alive, um, and they give her some of the panna cotta to eat, and the point of um, saving that piece of food is to send it back up to the people that make f- the food to show them that, like, there is good. There, people can still be, ra- like, you know, um, like rational people and um, ration the food and, and choose to send something back to show them that, like, they're changing whatever program they're in, it's working. And they decide that the girl has to go up. They have to send the child back up. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, they end up doing so, but in order to let her go, um, the, the one man dies and the main character, the protagonist, he has to remain behind as well because he's not the message. It just has to be her. Yeah. Um, the message doesn't need a messenger. Yeah, exactly. And they, and he goes to the sub basement of 333 and I don't know what's down there. So it's really creepy. I think that, uh, was supposed to symbolize he died. Because, yeah, um, that's what I'm going to assume. I guess he starved. Yeah. Which is interesting because... Really um, yeah. Humans can survive 30 days without food, I think. Something crazy. Something um, crazy. We were able to really... Bodies are like wonder, like wondrous and we can survive for a long time without you know yeah. nutrients and stuff. We can't survive more than three days without water, but food I think we can yeah. go on without... Um, a, a long time, yeah. So since there are 333 cell levels and there are two prisoners in every cell, the total number of prisoners is 666. So the prison is meant to Ooh. represent hell itself, which hell. I guess is more oh. obvious than we were thinking. Duh, no way. We're, we have master's degrees, okay? We're smart. Yeah. That's why I, why I Googled stuff believe that i didn't think that (laughs) uh he and his final roommate just basically went on a mission to try and get food to the lower floors while reserving the panna cotta because that panna cotta was going to be the message that hey we're 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 learning or we're not going to play this game anymore but then when you find the girl and they're not supposed to let people under the age of 16 into the program that kind of fucks up their whole program and they probably have to end it 
Yeah, so, yeah, and she doesn't deserve to be there, be punished, so she needs to be, like, the person that comes out alive. Yeah, she's pure, essentially. Yeah, she is pure and innocent, yes. Which makes yes. you think, what could be the message we send to the ruling class to give our essential workers hazard pay? I think they should all stage a walkout for the exact same time on the exact same day and see what happens. And see what happens, exactly. That's just me. Don't you guys Good do point. that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> People need their Taco Bell. Right. Um, how it So this was something that we talked, my friends and I, uh, joked about with the speed at which the platform raises back up. Do you think the girl, uh, oh, yeah. do you think the girl actually survived when she got to the top or do you think inertia kicked in and she just kept flying and just splat on the ceiling? Dude, I, oh, that's a good point. I have no idea because I really like, uh, whenever I saw the platform like go up and down, I was like, how is the platform going up and down? I don't know. And I was like, how's the platform going up so fast when it gets to the bottom? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. So let's, you know, magical realism again. I'm sure she's totally fine. Um, yeah. She's sleeping on yeah. it. <laughs> it's all good. I'm sure that sure once it fine. stopped, she, she stopped with it. It like glue. Yeah. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. I'm sure she's fine. She's all good. She went to level zero. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. Talk about production. Yeah, not a whole lot of um, story because it is really just that simple of a story. Yeah, but it it's great. It, it never got boring. I was really on the edge of my seat the whole time, so I really enjoyed every moment of it. Me too. Um, wait, did you change your profile picture? Yes, I was waiting for you to, to see. What's your profile I picture? Hope you... <laughs> Wait, let me send you the picture. It's like a sticker from, if you're on the PS4, oh. there's like different stickers you can send to people. And I took a picture of a sticker that is like my favorite. Here, I'll show you the whole thing so you can see it better on Facebook. And it just cracks me up every time I look at it. And it's pretty much how you and I are probably feeling right now regarding the, like, protests and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's me all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just really funny, so. Can I, like, uh, yes. sue? Can I sue the protesters what? if, like, can I sue the protesters if anyone in my family catches coronavirus after the protests happen? Maybe. That's a good question. Because <laughs> I'll fucking do it. Don't you test me. Yeah, how does, like, suing people work? You, you, you get, I mean, you if they get, get you sick. You get a lawyer, and then you, you find an arbitrary reason <laughs> to sue them. Um, yeah. So, production. This movie looked really great. It was very sleek. And I'm looking forward yeah. to the inevitable American remake that just butchers everything about it. Oh, God. I really don't want that. But you know I what? Imagine, yeah, right, it looks like, yeah. I imagine an American remake of this will uh, forego the message and be like the later Saw movies. <laughs> where uh, 
yeah. there was no longer a message and it was just all about the gore because idiots didn't pay attention yeah. to the first three movies having like a pretty concrete message it was trying to read. Yeah. I know. And they're like, they're like, he's dead, but that doesn't matter. We're going to keep going. And I was like, It was about punishing people who did not value their lives. Like his life dead. So what do we was do being taken in that away. case? We go back further. I am looking forward to Spiral, though. Spiral, the the new Saw movie coming out. There's another Saw movie coming out. I sent you the trailer. Spiral. 2020. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chris Saw Rock. movie that kind of looks more like um, a sequel to Seven than it does to Saw. <laughs> looks like it's an action movie. There's like cops and stuff. There were cops in the but trilogy. But I guess there's cops in every single. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, it looks like Darren Lynn Bowsman is the director, so I can kind of trust it'll be okay. But if it's a yeah. Saw movie, just say have it say like Saw Nine or whatever the hell it is. No, I Don't think they want to change wanna... it to trick me. No, I think they want to distance themselves from what the franchise became because uh, tonally, it's a big tonal shift, and I keep saying it has major Seven vibes because it does, <laughs> which yeah. I'm I'm here for. If we're not going to get a sequel to Seven, we might as well uh, adapt another movie to be that sequel. Uh, well, in this movie, is Jigsaw gonna be in it? You um, know, the actor? People are, speculating, people are speculating that uh, Samuel L. Jackson's gonna be the Jigsaw character in this movie. Uh, I, okay, I guess that's fine. As, like, a twist. A very twist. We are. The cool thing about, like, uh, Saw movies is, like, there's not too many characters that are, like, it, so it's, it's kind of easy to, like, keep track of them. And anyway, the original Jigsaw's dead, so let him be dead. Yeah, exactly. But he pops up in, like, every movie, and and you, you're like, whoa, is he alive? And it's like, oh, no, it's, like, 30 years in the past, but he's just been an old man for his whole life, so, you know. What a conundrum. There wasn't really a score to this movie, was there? Not really. There is that one, like, creepy theme that played when, like, they ate or, like, they did something. It played mm -hmm. only a couple times, but it was, like, real creepy. And I really liked it because of that. Do you, do you recall what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm remembering now. Which, you know, I'm glad this movie didn't have a lot of music because that would kind of pull me out of it i think i agree completely they put that like little theme like exactly where it needed to be and it wasn't overdone yeah because it's very um it's a very claustrophobic movie and i think music would have um taken away that kind of claustrophobic yes. element to it yeah it would have kind of like ruined the like atmosphere i guess you know yeah because this movie has a great atmosphere going for it that mm -hmm. i don't really see music adding a whole lot to except for you know when they're eating which is the most exciting oh. part of their day so that makes sense yeah it's, 
the first thing they do. I mean, depending on how what floor they're on. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, but overall, I liked that. I liked this a lot. And if you're wondering if you should watch it or not, and you keep seeing it on Netflix, do it. Yeah. Check it out. Look at yeah, check it I out, guys. Kind of, I know it kind of came out at a bad time, so it kind of got brushed under the rug, but it worked. Yeah. It worked for me. I liked it. Um, I may rewatch it again a little later, just to yeah. not have my friends talking over it. They weren't talking over it, but some people don't know how to mute their microphones, so I kept hearing the same dialogue three times. Oh no, an echo. <laughs> oh man. If you're having Netflix watch parties, mute your microphone or put push to talk on. But it's fine. I, I love my friends. They're wonderful. Um, yeah. Realistic aspects. Uh, we kind of touched on that as we were going. Trickle down economics. Um, trickle down economics. Um, like getting pooped on. I've never seen a movie where there is an actual poop shot. Yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> How did you feel about that, Sam? Did you get surprised? Cle <laughs> I Clearly I blocked it out. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Oh my god. Listen, That's worse than any gore I could ever see. Yeah. Uh, I, I blocked <laughs> that out, obviously. Yeah, dude, so just getting... That, the, the metaphor of trying to climb the ladder and getting shit on from the people above you is just as real as it could possibly get. <laughs> yeah. I guess before we move on to the end notes or anything, what would be your item that you take down into the hole with you? <laughs> that is a good question, dude. Um, wow. I don't know. I don't know. You can take anything. I'd probably take another person. Hmm. You know, they didn't touch on whether or not you could take another person. They said anything and that chick brought her dog. So like it's an alive thing. So I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to bring my spouse. Would you really do that to Luke though? Yeah. <laughs> Force him into the hole with you? Yeah, absolutely. I would probably, uh... I'm gonna die there. We're die together. <laughs> He's not gonna remarry anyone. No. Routine. <laughs> um, I would probably bring my nook. That way I don't just have one book. I have a whole <laughs> library of books. Yeah! <laughs> and everyone would be pissed and try to take your, your nook because they'd be like, I read this book bunch like 10 times I'm getting bored yeah because whenever I saw that he brought a book I'd be like well shit it's just one book so like how can you decide which one you'd have to be in yeah. the mood to read that like every day and fucking Don so Quixote. that's a great point is to bring a nook so you'd have like a whole library of books like thousands yeah. of books and I said nook not kindle because fuck Amazon for not giving their workers sick leave not a Kindle, a Nook. What is Nook by, like, Barnes Noble? Yeah. Little Nook. Support Little bookstores, Nook. not Amazon. 
need to bring the nook like you need to bring like a nook set so it'd have to be like that plus like do you have to like charge it like a charger but can you charge yeah. stuff in there i don't know so i guess i would um yeah yeah i'm kind of sparingly which the the charge on the nook can last a really long time if you don't have like well my nook is currently out of date and i'm very upset because i don't think i can up uh, connect to the store anymore, so I can't buy new books for it. But my Nook, since it doesn't have a backlight, the charge for it can last for like two months. Nice. That's good. It's uh, a good. That's, yeah, it's a good item to to bring. But yeah, I mean, I guess I could bring David, but I just feel like he would be really mad at me. <laughs> bring David. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I really don't know. I don't think I'd bring a weapon. Everyone, did you see the one? The guy <laughs> the who had a know. katana? Yeah, the one guy. Well, did you see the one guy brought like a surfboard? Yeah, <laughs> who that? the fuck brings a surfboard? <laughs> Some fucking idiot. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with that, dude? It's, it was just propped up in the corner. It wasn't being used for anything. So... You love to yeah. surf. I mean, yeah, just what, what the hell? Did, did you think you were going to see the ocean while you were down there, bro? <laughs> True. But, yeah, that's all I've got. Ooh, yeah, that's all I got, too. I thought it was great. It was a good no one. Problems. It was good. Watch it. You should watch it. Check it out. Support indie horror right now if you can't go to the movie theaters yes absolutely i've been uh, slowly working through my to watch list um during this time yeah i've been trying to i've been in a bit of a reading rut so trying to get out of that i blame yeah. so i read my dark vanessa which was an excellent novel and then i followed that up with outlander and I got about 150 pages into Outlander. I'm like, not for me. Her writing is very yeah. slow and boring and tedious. And I just personally don't like Dana Diana Gabaldon. She seems kind of like a bitch to me. So, you know what? That's what a lot of people say she is like. And a lot of people say that it, they're boring. And I'm like, shit, that sucks. There's like 18 of them and they're really big. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I thought me. I will say they were they are very well researched historical romance yeah. novels. But at the end Absolutely. of the day they're just trashy romance novels that she thinks she's superior for because of how well researched and historically accurate they are. But apparently this is in the books because I've been on the subreddit for Outlander and this week's episode Claire brought Jamie back to life essentially by giving him a hand job. And <laughs> That's like too much, <laughs> and that apparently that happens would make in the me book. Quit a show, and that that happens in the book. But I guess since the book is told through Claire's point point of view, it makes a little more sense because you see what's going through her head. But it just doesn't translate well to screen. I guess, like in the book, um, since he was dying of a snake bite and he was in a lot of pain, and the way she was treating him continued causing him pain, which. That happens a lot with medical treatments. Sometimes the treatment is worse than the actual thing. 
Uh, he was like, hey, could you touch me one last time, like, lovingly? And so, you know, she took off her nightgown and, you know. Just like a hanny will do. <laughs> basically. And, but, like, in the show, in the show, he basically dies. And then she takes off her nightgown uh, for skin-to-skin contact. And it, you just see her hand moving down there. And I'm like, is she giving him a hand job? And yes, she yeah, was. Dude. Which I need to ask my medical professional friends if that it uh if that holds up medically. <laughs> yeah, that'll I guess, do it. I guess maybe that would get his heart rate back up, but so would I don't know. No, it would move the blood away from where it needs to be, which is his heart, so actually it would kill him faster, TBH. Am I right? I feel like this is an important medical question I need to ask somebody. I think I, will... I think you need to continue your research on this after we get off the podcast. <laughs> it's really important. Um, Dude, uh, you you just mentioned the book that you read, My Dark Vanessa. Is that the book that you recommended for me to read too? Yeah. Are you writing that down in your bullet journal? Oh, who who wrote it? Uh, I think it's a debut novel, so I can't remember the author off the okay, top of I'll my head. I'll Google it, but yeah, I'll definitely uh, put that on my like t- TBR list or whatever. Uh, Kate Elizabeth Russell. It's a little, oh. I guess it got some controversy because maybe people are saying she plagiarized it from a writer of color, but I haven't been able to find substantial evidence about this. Um, but basically she had no intention of of outing herself as a victim and talking about her own personal experience but after that plagiarism accusation came out uh, Mm -hmm. she kind of had to and honestly I wouldn't be surprised if every like true story of the kind of abuse that takes place in this book are eerily similar because abusers tend to use the exact same techniques on their victims mm-hmm. yes but that's Don't just something to keep in mind i want to read it okay i'm not saying that's not giving much away <laughs> okay my dark vanessa it's going in the list but that's where i am <laughs> in life if you want to do the end notes all right sweet Elizabeth, Kate Elizabeth Russell. Russell. Okay, sweet. Put that over here. Get the end notes out. All right, sweet. So I have the end notes here. So we're ready to to sign off. This is a real horror show. Signing off. I think we should add that because it's so clever. Like <laughs> I know nobody does that. Scream. It's like a it's like a movie quote except we're inserting our name where somebody else's was. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Um to today we learned that trickle down economics does not work. Yes. That, would you agree? All right. I agree. Yeah. Fabulous. I think everybody would agree. Um yeah. So that that's that uh like what you hear you can find real horror show on spotify tune in google play store stitcher and itunes really really like what you hear follow us on twitter of course it's always popping on twitter especially now um at horror show underscore underscore pod or search for real horror show on twitter 
follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Um, we don't post written reviews too much right now because we're a little busy, uh, but check out the ones that are on our website. They are doozies. They're very fun. Uh, you want to interact with us? You want to make sure we're real humans, not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. You want to argue with us about something? Or uh, think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, submissions are open for our yearly anthology called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website, where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wishlist if you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey our love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out our artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. Um, any other pertinent news, Sam? Um, don't spend your stimulus checks on joining an MLM. Also, another note that I just scrolled down and saw regarding the number 333, uh, according to numerology, 333 signifies answered prayers, a message from a guardian angel, or an ascended master. There we go. That's what well, I was looking for. An ascended master. There, yeah. That's the one. That's what I was looking for. Uh, Very yeah. cool. But spend those stimulus checks wisely. Um, you know, if you don't need to spend the stimulus check, just put it's it into whole, savings. It's, it's, yeah, put it in a savings. Hold on to it, dude. Especially if you weren't prepared, like a lot of us weren't, for for this to be happening, man. Just mm-hmm. just put it away. Save it. You know, in case you need to buy something for emergencies. Don't just like buy shit. Like so I'm lucky like, enough to be employed right now, so I get a paycheck, mm-hmm. so I don't need to spend it. But that could change any minute, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there like me. Be smart, but also stimulate the economy. And don't go to fucking reopen the state rallies, you dumb, bitch-ass rednecks. Yes. And if you really want to, like, buy something at a store or something, maybe you should consider uh, supporting the small businesses in your community by buying a gift card online or perhaps doing a carryout order for food. That's that's all you got to do. If you really need to spend money and buy stuff, just do it that way. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, (laughs) Great. Um, Our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. And thank you. Fuck off and have a spoil evening. This is Real Horror Show signing off. Yes. Let's go in in the notes. (laughs) I love the creepy doll.